The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Raising the Bar with your host, Amy Bredo. Do you ever listen to that inner voice? The one that tells you that you can achieve great things just by giving yourself a little push? Making that voice heard is what this show is all about. What if you could turn your negatives into positives? You'll hear from others who have embraced that personal drive and will help you raise the bar. Now, here is Amy Bredo. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. It is a very chilly February 11th. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my two guests who kind of got me into this little radio gig, and I'm excited for you to meet them. We are speaking today with Sir William and the Duchess, also known as uh, William Guerin and Kate Curtin. They are local radio celebrities here in the Chicago area, and I'm so excited for you to meet them because not only are they filled with a ton of useless information, that's them quoting, saying that, by the way, uh, but they also really believe in getting out and making things happen and helping people, people helping people. So without any further ado, you are listening to Raising the Bar with the three crazies today, Amy Bredo, Sir William, and the Duchess. So hello, you guys. How are you? We are great. And you're blaming us for getting you into this mess? (laughs) A little. I need a scapegoat. I love it. Hi, Amy. We're so excited to be here with you today. Thank you for having us. I love it, and I just am so happy you're here. I was really looking forward to speaking with the two of you again um, about a bunch of stuff and hopefully tons more useless things, too, because it's always a fun conversation. But I wanted to just ask you a little bit about how you guys got involved in radio. You know, in reading your bio, you know, William talked all about how you had this marketing experience and, um, you know, many different areas so I was a little like, oh, wow, he's been all over the place, which I like because I'm kind of a scattered person myself. <laughs> and then, you know, reading about you, Kate, and how you've traveled, you know, coast to coast all over the U.S. with your acting and singing and coaching. It's just such an interesting dynamic uh, between the two of you. And I would just love to know how you two came together. Well, interesting. Uh, it was our former executive producer, our executive producer emeritus, who had the original idea on a college road trip when we were taking him to see some different schools. He said, you should, Dad, you should do a radio show. (laughs) At which point I was like, what? Why? I don't have time, and I've never been on the radio before. So the conversation went a little bit further, and probably within about 15 minutes, the uh, show was actually birthed in that (laughs) car ride. But it really didn't get good until we added the Duchess. 
Thank you, Sir William. And he's telling you the truth, Amy, because before I came aboard, it was two dudes and a dog, and it was three boys sitting in a room talking sports. Of course, they were pre-recording these shows a week in advance, so they were talking about things that had happened a week ago or predicting things that aren't going to happen next weekend when you're watching the, the sports. So that was short-lived, as you can imagine. <laughs> and then they, they took the show in a different direction and just really became a half-hour comedy show. You know, it was just improv and talking about whatever was happening. You know, we live in a, in a tiny community, Huntley, Illinois, and it was just talking about, like, what was going on in Huntley. Well, then I me- was doing some shows here locally, and uh, m- me and my friends would come on, and we would talk all about our shows and try to get people enticed to come out and to, to watch us perform, and I completely loved being in the room. These boys were hilarious, but I, I quickly realized they needed a woman's perspective, you know, because they tend to go off on tangents and start talking <laughs> all boy stuff, and their audience wasn't just boys, you know. I was getting a lot of my girlfriends and a lot of other friends listening, so we started to take it into a different direction. Actually, at my 40th birthday party, uh, my, my friends had just named me as the Duchess on my 40th uh, part, my 40th vacation, and they just thought that was hilarious, and Bill said, you know what we need to do? We need to change the name. So right here, right now, got on the mic in front of everybody and said, from here out, the show is now Two Dudes and the Duchess, and that was it, and then we just started rolling. So we've been working together uh, on Two Dudes and the Duchess now for two solid years. Mm-hmm. I love that. I feel a little bad for the dog. I mean, I know. Well, it's the dog's (laughs) own fault. We had a little contract uh, issue with the dog, (laughs) and the dog decided to go in a different direction. We couldn't talk about the dog for a while, but now the statute of limitations has passed, and we don't feel so bad. Did you make the dog sign a non-compete? press release that you can read about. If you go to our website, you can actually still read the the press release that the dog put out. (laughs) Yeah. And what's your website? Go ahead and shout that out. It's the number two dudes and the duchess.com. So it's D U D E S and spelled out. The duchess is D U C H E S S. Uh, and you can also find us on all social media. I love that. And I apologize for interrupting you. It makes me wonder, like, know. you know, if you had to do a press release, did the dog have to sign any kind of non compete? Did he get severance? How did that go? He um, did not get severance because of the way that he left us. Uh, pretty much high and dry, like this is my last show, I'm out of here. Um, so we weren't happy about that. So there was no severance and, quite frankly, no non-compete because he was just gone after that. <laughs> that that's funny. However, um, we did learn our lesson, and we did, sign a, we did sign the Duchess to a contract. It's actually a 20-year contract. Excuse me, it's 12. It's 20. It's 12. And actually... We'll roll uh, back the tape. Yeah, okay. The EP Emeritus actually flipped the script on me. And when they said 12, and they they actually went over my contract on air. And we had been discussing 12 seasons. Now, do you know, Amy, that 12 seasons is a lot different than 12 years? Yes. So I'm the one with the contract. I can show it. It says 12 seasons, Sir William. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, before we get years. into a bra. <laughs> it's somewhere between 12 seasons and 20 years. My, but we had to throw that, in a lot, including uh, unlimited access to the private jet, mm-hmm. uh, a new home, which we had to buy in the Boulder Ridge. Yes. And uh, there were many other. We perks. painted We painted the studio pink because yeah. it's my favorite color. Yeah. Right, to match your Beats headphones. Right. 
Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. You you get how this works. I'm learning. I'm learning. The thing that also is concerning to me, so we got rid of the dog. We added the Duchess. And now because I've I've been lucky enough to be on your show a few times, I just have this heavy concern for where the second dude is. Well, that's a great question, Amy. And basically the second dude has now transformed into whoever our guest is. Okay. So, so be I've been the dude. Or do that for uh, a day <laughs> is basically what happens. We had uh, we had two dudes at one point, and we had a dog, and then we had a executive producer, and now it's just our guest. I love that, and I've had great a great time speaking with you guys. And you know that brings me kind of to um, something that I don't want to say it surprised me. I just I guess I didn't know, or I probably should have done my research. You know, I had so much fun. You know, Kate and William, when you guys asked me to come on and talk about fitness or exercise or anything else, and it really kind of morphed into some great, funny conversations. And, you know, a lot of people don't know, they know your personality, they know your show, they know you're funny, but they don't always know our day to day purposes. And that's really kind of the premise of this show is to encourage people to kind of listen to, not to kind of, to totally listen to that inner voice to get out and do something. And I remember specifically, Kate, when you were like, you know, hey, this is about people helping people. And I loved that. And I know that like started us rolling into, you know, my foundation and my adopted son. And William, I didn't realize that you had, you know, three adopted children out of the foster care system at the time. And do you also have a biological child? Do I have that right? I do, yes. He was uh, the aforementioned executive producer. I figured. So. I, I didn't want to cut that kid, you know, short. <laughs> so, yeah, no. so, oh, you can Michael's amazing, and he, he, will, he will rule the world one day. I love that. He could maybe be our next president, but we can totally leave politics out of this because oh, yeah. yeah. we don't want to go there today. That could be crazy or hilarious. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, William, let me um, just start briefly. I was just curious as to what kind of prompted you to even seek out foster care, much less, you know, adopting special needs kids. Yeah, well, um, so my wife, uh, who's a character on our show as well, Mama Mia, <laughs> um, she is actually a juvenile diabetic. Okay. And so when we first started dating, she was talking about adopting kids um, because she wasn't supposed to. Ha- she had been juvenile diabetic for about 20 years, so she wasn't supposed to have any children. Um, once we had our oldest son, that kind of jump-started a lot of medical problems that she had. And so about 10 years after we had Michael, we decided we wanted to adapt, and I think we were open to special needs because of her special needs, you know, with the diabetes and stuff. We just felt like we had a high tolerance to be able to to do things that, that maybe some other people wouldn't have because of our experience. Oh, I love that. I think it takes, I think definitely seeds are planted us, planted in our being, you know, from conception in the womb, I have no idea what we're exposed to as kids to just really gravitate towards certain needs. I know that's that's how it was for me. So I love that story. And then, Kate, you know, I was curious. Like I said, I don't know why that simple statement of you saying, you know, it's people helping people. I, I loved that. And I saw such a spark in you and, and such enthusiasm when you were um, talking about some of the things that you guys do, whether it's just simply helping out in the community or, you know, emceeing special events. What is it in you? I mean, you're an entertainer. You're a singer. You're a mom. You wear so many hats. Um, you're, 
you know, you're in a place in your life too, making decisions and, and being a caretaker. What is it that, that drives you to really kind of step out of your comfort zone and, and serve people? That is a fabulous question. And if I could bottle it up and sell it, I would be a billionaire. Um, <laughs> I think it's honestly something like what Sir William, you and I just have that we are just born with. I have the drive, desire, commitment, and follow through to make it happen. Uh, to my demise, sometimes I'm too much of a dreamer and I believe that whatever I want to achieve, I will achieve. But you know, everybody fails at something at some point, but you have to learn that if you can learn how to step up, brush yourself off, and keep moving forward, you will get there. But I've always tried to be a cheerleader. You know, I was um, born and raised as a preacher's kid. Okay. So there's a lot of positivity that comes along with that and finding the good in people. And to a certain extent, I really am a, a, a cheerleader for all of the people around me. And I just really honestly and passionately love to see other people succeed because I feel like if I can even help somebody else on their journey that it's just as happy for me as what they're achieving so when Bill and I first met we actually met in church and okay. uh, you know it was several years ago we didn't know any you know we didn't know each other from Adam and I was up singing on a, on a Christmas Eve service and from that night we started talking and it was just an instant chemistry you know I think that people like us tend to find each other and tend to gravitate. So when you do that, you, it, it's electrifying. You want to find those people and hold them dear because they will push you. You know, you've, I think uh, everybody has seen the quotes that say you become like your, your top ten friends that you right. hang out with. So you want, to, you want to surround yourself by people that push you but also encourage you at the same time, and I, it's a constant push and pull with me. I want to succeed, but I want others to succeed. And listen, if we can help each other, it makes it a lot easier and the journey is a lot more fun. I love that, and it's funny that you say that because I posted by about that exact thing today on Facebook this morning. You know, something had popped up, and, um, you know, without – getting too crazy religious or anything by any means on the show, you know, Hey, I love church. That's fine. But that verse about ironing, iron sharpening iron today was on my mind. And I, when I was thinking about doing this show with you guys, I, I thought about that connection I felt to the two of you and then meeting uh, with Bill out, outside of radio things, talking about the foundation and things we can do. And you know what? Heck yeah. You should believe everything you dream. I really think right. that it, it keeps you going. You know, it. Um, I really think that when you can envision things and then organize it properly, you know, you can make things happen. And, and clearly, you guys are doing that even in the small seeds you're planting each each you know show you do. Mm-hmm. And the radio you know? has actually been like a magnet for us to people who listen, and they're like, "Oh, I'm writing a book." You know, like I'd love to come on and talk about what I'm trying to do and all that kind of thing. So it's really opened a lot of doors for people outside of who we normally talk to and and deal with and that kind of thing. So like Kate was saying, we we just love to help other people. It started with people who were in, in the theater and the arts who, you know, have to work so hard to get every person in the seat for one of their shows, and it's progressed into a whole number of different things. 
And I want to, we're going to just take a break in a few moments. And I really would love to talk about some of those different opportunities that you've had and kind of hear your journey from, you know, helping people in the theater to helping people in the community. And, and even a little bit to Bill or Sir William, if you don't mind sharing um, maybe some different parts about your journey with your children, because I think that that just um, it emanates so much through your character and, and what you're putting out into the world. And I think it's interesting how we attract each other. And I know, Kate, you touched on that. So just maybe briefly share a little bit how when I know I just want to kind of go back to it when you met and you really hit it off. What was what was maybe a couple things that really stuck out about the other person, you know, that made you really want to stay connected? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know what? Bill is the type of person that he always has 15 million projects at once, and that's <laughs> how my brain works. So I knew that he and I were going to get along really well. And he also follows through with everything that he says he's going to do. He's very reliable, and he doesn't cheese out. You know, he does 150% every time, no matter how stressed he is or how much he's got going on, he, will, he, will, he won't stop. So you, it's great to have somebody so reliable that, that has such dreams to be your partner. I and love that, and I'm so glad Kate, I met you guys. <laughs> and my meeting Kate, uh, initially it had to do with her voice, and she sang a song on Christmas Eve, and I was, like, so pulled into the song and really wanting, I, like, had to meet her. We hadn't really met before that night. I was drawn to meet her, and... Are we running out of time yet? I could talk. <laughs> I could talk about her. Oh no, you can keep talking oh, you about me. Keep going? Oh yeah, yeah we sure. we, we just have a minute back. till the break. But boy, we can keep on going after that. So don't you worry. I love. <laughs> I love that you're speaking about. Um, you know, just how you were drawn to her and maybe enamored by her music in the most non-stalker, creepy kind of way. I'm assuming so. We got over that pretty quickly. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about the not creepy chemistry between Sir William and the Duchess and how you can find them and how we can talk more about people helping people. You're listening to Raising the Bar, and we'll be right back. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption, but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybrado.com and click the Echo Foundation. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. 
You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybrado.com. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Raising the Bar. I am your host, Amy Bredo, and we are going to continue speaking with Sir William and the Duchess. And during the break, they decided to start fighting, and now William is in the corner. So, guys, are you okay now? Over there. All right. It's funny, that I'm no. in, it's funny that I'm in the corner because I was speaking lovely thoughts about you before I know. we left. I know. <laughs> and I was going to um, continue that, but. Oh, you will. Bring yourself to your happy place. You, Bring yourself you need to, to your stay happy over, place. over there. Sometimes Sir William likes to eat in the studio, and he forgets that I don't. I don't like to smell onions all night, so he needs oh. to stay over there in the corner. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine as long as he stays over there. But oh my gosh, I'm never coming close to your microphone next time I'm there. No. Um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> so we were speaking such kind, we were hearing such kind thoughts about the the fine duchess, Miss Kate Curtin, and her angelic voice. And I'm going to make a stepbrother's reference to that. It was like a combination of Fergie and Jesus singing oh, up oh, on stage. Right, thank you. And that Love seems it. appropriate since better. it was a Christmas service, right? Sure. It was the sweet sounds of Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. If you had an abused dog up there, I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you two got together, we got rid of the dog. The dude was kind of there. Like, how did that first episode go? Like, what did you talk about? Was it nonsense? Did you talk about people helping people? Or was that kind of just something that, you know, came about throughout your times together? Uh, you know, our first couple of episodes were a lot different than what Sir William was used to. He <laughs> used to just come up with a topic, and then they would just sit around and talk about it. I, coming from my performing background, needed to have a little bit more than just the title of the show. I needed to have maybe an outline of the show. And so it really started with us just talking about whatever was happening in our life. You know, we started uh, doing different segments, and one of the segments that was birthed pretty early on was Dishing with the Duchess, and that was pretty much my time to just get on my soapbox and talk about whatever. So it could be anything from a new healthy recipe that I tried out the night before or my annoyance with people at a stoplight plucking their chin hairs. So it really gives me an opportunity. So there's quite a range, as you can imagine. A variety of things. (laughs) Now, right there, though, that's your first opportunity to really help people because plucking chin hair in the car could cause some serious injury should somebody rear-end you or if you slam on the gas really fast. Because if you've ever been a passenger in a car plucking an eyebrow – because right. I don't have chin hair yet, but oh, I bet it's coming. Goodness. You know, it's it's dangerous. So you could lose an eye. It's so there you go. That had dangerous. to have been the first seed planted, right? <laughs> right. And so then I started researching where you could go and get waxed. So that's helping people. <laughs> and then that was just, in, in just talking, somehow we just started using 
the line, people helping people. And then we started hashtagging it and realized that there was a whole hashtag of hashtag PHP, which is people helping people. And there are so many people out in the Twitter land that are really helping each other on a variety of different levels. So we just started using it. And like Sir William said before, it's everything from where to get the best Bloody Mary on Sunday morning, which, P.S., if you live near us, it's Pub 47. Tell Gordo we said hi. Uh, <laughs> or it's something like what you're doing, and you're starting your foundation, and you're working with children. And, you know, it's, it's whatever's happening here that we can help get the word out. We're happy to do it. I love that. And Sir William. When you two had met, you had, you had adopted your three children already, correct? Yes. Obviously, it's such a passion to me, so I, I, that's kind of why I'm all over the place. But I love that you guys share and appreciate my level of ADD in talking. And poor Kate, you put William and I in a room, and we'll talk in circles for an hour before we ever get to, like, if it's sunny outside. So the meeting. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meeting Our meetings take really long. But – you know, was that is this something that you also share about yourself on your show? Do you share with people your own experience and your own journey and, and encourage that? Because I really feel like there's so many people around that want to do good things, whether it's waxing your face, getting a good Bloody Mary, but, you know, helping the homeless, serving at a pad shelter, helping at an animal shelter, but going out of your comfort zone so greatly to, I mean, to adopt a child, to become a, a parent to a kid that really um, needs some extra love. I, I love that about you. It draws me to you. And um, I just want to know how much you talk about it. Do you talk about it all the time, huh? No, you know, that's a great question. I don't talk about it all the time. And I think, I think the reason I don't is because I don't feel like what I'm doing is any big deal. We right. wanted more kids. Um, this was... Uh, an easy route to get them, you know, yes. and we knew it was something that we could handle and both kind of felt like we were born to, to do, you know, or we were here to, to be able to take care of those kids. But what it has done is completely opened my eyes um, towards other people. For instance, we do this um, annual radiothon, we call it, where we're on for 24 hours. And it's it's a fundraiser for the most part to raise money for the station, which is a nonprofit station. Right. And the first one we did, we met this um, young girl who came wheeling up in a in a wheelchair, and she we were in like hour twenty three out of twenty four, so we were pretty tired. And she <laughs> had a check that she wanted to give us for the station, and. I'm like, I'm taking this one. So I grabbed the microphone. We were up on the stage. I walked down to go talk to her, and she wanted a hug. That's the only oh. thing she wanted. She's like, I have a check for you, but I want a hug. And she was adorable, and she's somebody that was um, suffering from uh, pediatric cancer. Okay. And I could totally relate to her because of the wheelchair. I have a son in a wheelchair. I told her that. She thought that was so cool, you know, and we just started having a conversation. Actually, have developed a relationship with her, which has turned into one of our other big things that we do, which is called St. Baldrick's Day, um, which is raising money for pediatric cancer, and I get my head shaved and, and all that kind of thing. So I think it's indirectly because of the kids that I've adopted. I have that feeling and that sense, but it seems to always be like, helping other kids, you know? Right, and I wasn't expecting, um, I hope it didn't come across as 
like none of us obviously should be in a soapbox. We're just expanding our family. And, and right, because we want more children. I just find it, without it sounding weird, I, you know, people have said to me, and maybe this is the same as you, well, they're like, wow, you know, you went all the way there. And, and, and to me, like you, I'm like, well, you know, it's okay. Like anybody could do it. And not in a weird soapboxy kind of way or a, I don't know what the word is that I'm trying to find, and I'm probably not going to find it. But do you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to pat myself on the shoulder, and I'm not trying to condemn anybody who does not adopt or who does not foster right, a child right. because that's, that's surely not what I mean. I just feel like it does open doors for you. And look at how those, again, those things were taking place in your life so you could relate to another child who had a completely separate issue than anything that you deal with besides the wheelchair. You know, she was struggling with something else. Um, and, and I love that. And I just feel that it, it makes us human to people that might just hear you on the radio or not realize where your heart's at. Now, I have to tell you something about Sir William. He's a handsome gent. Would you not agree, Kate Curtin? Oh, of course. And oh, when I first met him, news. what's that? This is breaking news, everybody. I wish I had, like, sound effects. I need to learn how to, like, use my computer and be, like, a real radio person, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. But um, Sir William is a very handsome gent, and when I first met him, he had just had his head shaved not too long before I met you because you were still a little crew cutty, and you were telling me about this extravagant hair that you normally have. And meeting with you just a few weeks ago, I happened to be looking at your quaff, thinking... It's a mighty fine head of hair he's got there. But that's going to be gone soon. And then, sure enough, I saw your post today. How did you get involved with the St. Baldrick's? Um, it was actually the parents of the little girl who was oh. in the wheelchair at that event who started it in, uh, in Huntley. And so it became a passion. And the Duchess and I had the opportunity last year to actually host the two-day event. One of the days was at the high school, so we were in front of all the high school age kids who were all wearing Huntley Goes Bald t-shirts and stuff like that. And then the second day was at um, a local uh, establishment here, Parkside Pub, who had all kinds of bands and people getting their hair cut, the mayor, you know, a lot of famous people getting their hair cut. And I got mine cut. Hair and beard. We actually auctioned off his beard. His beard had gotten pretty bad. (laughs) Excuse me, pretty long. And we uh, sprayed it green because it's right around St. Patrick's Day, of course. So we sprayed it green, and then I took a hat around the whole audience, and we were getting donations. I think we raised a little over $200 to get that beard gone. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Now, were there still, like, onion chunks in the beard? Is that a bonus? Do people pay extra for Um, that? You know what? They had a hard time with the clippers getting it off, probably because of that. But uh, <laughs> and maple syrup, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So when is that event occurring this year? That is March nineteenth, I believe, right after St. Patrick's Day. Now, are you doing it at the high school again? I think that's so great for kids. I, yes, I really it's a, do. It's a, it's a two day uh, two day event again. Actually, I think they're moving it into the middle schools as well as the high school. There's going to be several things going on at once. It's for the first year last year. Apparently, our community really did amazing work in terms of fundraising and participating. Number of people getting shaved and stuff. Um, the the organization itself, which is a national organization, was pretty stunned at how well we did, but I guess we're taking it uh, three levels beyond that. So, Oh, I'm so yeah, excited. I want to be part of this. You can find it on Facebook, too. It's St. Baldrick's Foundation Huntley. 
So even if you don't, if you can't come, or if you wanted to donate or something, it's a great organization. Ah, that is amazing. I also too do. I know that you gave out your two dudes and the Duchess dot com website. I do want people to know that they can hear you on iTunes if they are with not within reach of our broadcast area, and also on Podbean dot com. Do I have that correct? You yep. sure do. What is the right? What is the correct FM handle? Because I was writing it down and I got dyslexic, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to ask." <laughs> it's 101.5 FM, and that's uh, going to be in the area of you know where we're from here in Huntley and that kind of thing. But every show is is also on HuntleyRadio.com as it's happening. So it's that's, it's streaming and it's podcasted. And if you go, there's to no website, escape in two dudes and Duchess. Social media and everything is all right there, including previous shows and all of that. Do you feel, and this might be a silly question, and just in my, my learning the whole ins and outs of social media with even doing this show and with our foundation and everything, um, we just have about four minutes till break. Do you find that social media has really been able to expand your reach? Because, you know, you are delivering a hilarious but also positive message to so many. Do you feel like it's uh, in, increasing people's awareness of what you're doing, what you stand for? How do you think that has been? Is it, is it all a positive? Do you think that there's been anything you could have done differently? We have, um, when we look up our podcast numbers, something in the neighborhood of uh, 50,000, 60,000 people who've listened to the show over the last year. And they're not all coming from the local area here. Um, it's actually kind of all over the world. That's and amazing. So it's definitely increased our, our reach. Um, we all we have a number of friends. We have some. We just actually had one in the studio, uh, a woman from Canada, um, who has her whole neighborhood listening almost every day from Canada. Which that's is am- weird. That's amazing. Uh, I need to call that lady. <laughs> yeah. You do. I know. <laughs> well, Sir William and I really do try to get our name out there too. You know, we have. I always have some kind of marketing material with me, and when when we went on a family vacation a couple years ago, we went to Europe, and I was dropping our card everywhere, and we have two listeners that that listen every week from the Netherlands, and I, I have two listeners because they found it. <laughs> they found that postcard. <laughs> right. <laughs> It, it's actually pretty fun because when we started very grassroots, the, the radio station did, doesn't have a lot of money for marketing or that kind of thing, so we're kind of on our own to promote it, and we literally do that. We'll go out and be at a, a concert or out to dinner or something, and we're constantly talking about it. It's like we're working all the time, and, and we we are so appreciative of each and every single person that listens and or even follows us on, on any of the social media. And we, we try to point everybody out um, as often as we can. You really do. And I feel like that's just another way of, of you helping people. And, you know, in the last minute here, I have to say that that's one thing that I noticed about the two of you and all these fun things you get to do and being in the public eye, even if it is just in the local community, you still stay true to, to yourself. And you're still, again, regular people helping other people, serving your community. Uh, When we come back, also, I would love to just talk about the Radiothon a little bit more. I know um, last year you guys were awesome and you invited me to join you when I was out of town, but heck, I'm home this year. I'm excited. I'm going to bring many cups of coffee, some energy shots, a jump rope, a whole bunch of things. Hula hoops? Can we do that to stay awake? I'm not not quite sure. sure. We've done crazier things. 
We'll get yeah, to that I can, after the break. <laughs> I can only imagine. But I also wanted to get back a little bit to the theater stuff uh, when we come back because I'm really curious to see how your coaching and teaching has kind of transferred into everything else that you're doing, Kate. And um, that's probably a, sounds like a big, broad question, but I'll come up with some more, <laughs> some more focused questions for you. And then I hope we can just talk about a whole bunch of nonsense. So I think that would be great. You are listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo and Sir William and the Duchess from twodudesandaduchess.com, and we will be right back. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybredo.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybredo.com. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption, but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybredo.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybredo.com and click the Echo Foundation. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment do you feel alone even when you're surrounded by others do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands remember you are not alone every week host april j ford who has faced adversity as a constant in her life helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are april's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, and we're back. I always wanted to say it like that. This is Amy Bredo. You're listening to Raising the Bar, and we are here with 
Bill and Kate, that's not their names. We're talking to Sir William and the Duchess from Two Dudes and a Duchess.com. So make sure you turn into them. We were just talking about a whole bunch of different things, and I completely went ADD even since we were on the break today. And by the way, that's no offense to anybody that has ADD. It's just true. And I probably need to do something. It's just it's real. real. I probably it's need okay. to do something about that. So we and were Amy, just, it goes a little bit more like this. And we're back. Oh, yeah. You know, I have nodes. You know, like in Pitch Perfect when she has nodes and she can't yes. sing? I yes. got these nodes, guys. I don't know what to do about them, but my kids don't like when I yell at them because I sound like a dying hyena or something. So oh, okay. I feel like my That's Wolfman Jack voice. voice. Yeah, my Wolfman Jack voice isn't happening right now, but I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it real hard. So we are... <laughs> Keeping Sir William banished to the corner because we were going to just talk a few minutes with the Duchess. So, like I was telling you, just, you know, hunker down, get in that fetal position because we're ready to go. And I just, you know, it's going to knock your socks off. But We're about to get real. Let's get real. On raising the bar. (laughs) We're getting real on raising the bar. We're talking about stuff. Here we go. You were talking about an event. You asked before about how we came up with our shows. Yes. There was a show that was created strictly out of something that happened to Sir William and I. Now, sometimes I'm a little bit timid about really sharing my personal life on the air because I'm playing a character. I mean, the Duchess really is a character. I don't have pink hair. I don't always have my tear on. I mean, it's great. Yes, you do. It's a lie. You know, um, it's a morphing going on there, by the way. (laughs) There is a lot of morphing that's starting to happen. But anyway, I digress. We were asked to be a part of a 5K with Senator McConaughey, and it's called Walk, Run, or Roll. So we joined her team. We pushed uh, Bill's son, Charlie, in his wheelchair. His other son, Michael, was there. We all did this together. Well, unfortunately, there was a little bit of an issue with Sir William's vehicle that day. And on the drive home, we realized that the brakes were no more in our vehicle. Oh, correct. Vehicle. Got it. Unfortunately, being a performer, my immediate gut reaction was to not call for help, but to press record. <laughs> Rather, it record. <laughs> on my phone. At which point, when we got home safely, we listened back and said, this has to be a show, which is actually a show you can go back and listen to on our podcast or wherever. It's called I Don't Want to Die. I Don't Want to Die. I Don't Want to Die either. I'm totally going to listen to that. You can hear the squeals of the (laughs) tires as we're trying to come to a stop. I mean, we can laugh about it now that everybody's okay, but that's... You know, that's just part of who we are. We wanted to share with that. That was hilarious. And it was after we did something fantastic for the community and raised a bunch of money. Gaming death is always a good thing. (laughs) It's amazing to me what technology does to our um, judgment because Mm -hmm. (laughs) now you weren't the only person in the car. So I'm going to take the attention off of you a little bit. Instead of calling for help, you pushed record because I'm assuming that you probably laid that responsibility on someone else. Now, please tell me it just wasn't. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Okay. So William, so Sir William is driving, the brakes are squealing. And instead of calling for help, you push record. Now I don't feel so bad. Um, this is not funny, but I, I'm just going to admit and confess that there was an incident on a business trip I took uh, about a year and a half ago where I was startled in the middle of the night. I was in a hotel in San Diego, and all I hear is screaming and screaming and screaming, and there was an altercation occurring outside my window. I was in a very classy, classy area, and um, 
So I, I immediately open my window, whip out my phone and, and hit play or hit record. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, maybe 10 or 15 seconds went by. And I, I know 10 or 15 seconds can be a very long time. And then I was like, holy crap, I should call the police. So I did call the police and they came right away. And I felt a little bad, but all those boys were okay that were fighting and it was just a, a scuffle. But it's bad, isn't it? Because our first yes. reaction is to capture it. Yeah, I'm always thinking, how can this benefit the show? You got, you got to be careful, though, in your scenario. The next thing you know, you end up in court. You're a witness. Yes, no, yeah, right. see, that's scary. You're in San Diego for a couple extra weeks. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was a little nervous about that. I failed to mention that I had recorded anything. And then when I looked back, it was really, you know, it was through a screen. It was muffled. My hand was right. in the way. It, it wasn't good footage, guys. It, it would. Ah. I, I, don't even, I don't even think, like, Geraldo would have picked it up. I mean, and if Geraldo's not going to pick it up, is it really worth saying that? Nobody's going to. You know, yeah. I mean, no. really, really. Because I was, I would really go to Geraldo first. I think before I, if I'm going to film some, film something that I want the world to see, it's you know Geraldo or Periscope before NBC any day. Like, oh for sure, oh absolutely. That's, you know, sure. <laughs> that's just a given. Yeah. So, what is your next major event that you guys are doing? Would it be the St. Baldrick's event? Let me look at our calendar. Goodness. I know. I'm like, wow. We I just think got our next major time. event is St. Baldrick's. We have a, a little one before I that. I thought it was our next show. Oh, oh no. well. <laughs> it's tomorrow. I missed, I missed that one. Uh, St. Baldrick's is our next major event that's yeah. coming up that we're really trying to help out. And it's such a great organization. And we really, you know, it's it, what you were saying before is uh, you don't want to get on your soapbox about different things. And we, right. you know, as entertainers, need to be a little bit careful of that. You don't want to be preaching down somebody's neck. But in the same breath, the way I look at it is people aren't going to know unless somebody talks about it. Absolutely. I didn't know that some of these organizations existed until it was brought to our attention. So I look at it as just educating the public. So not to give an opinion about it, but to just encourage people to think outside of themselves and to look at all these events that are happening and and to really give back to the community. Yeah, you know, and I've actually done a couple episodes um, recently that actually had to do to do with cancer, and uh, both of them had to do with pediatric cancer. So it kind of ties in a li- nicely. It's just something that affects everybody. So yeah. no matter what you're talking about or where you're speaking, pediatric cancer, cancer in general, affects all of us, and I think it is a great cause. Now, here's a weird question. Are there any girls... That, ha- that are gutsy enough to either cut their hair short or shave their heads. Have you seen this? Great, have you heard about it? Great question. And last year there were a large number of girls that did it, a couple that had really long. Wow. How, how far down their, their I back? I mean, honestly, to the, to the smalls of their back, if not longer. Yeah. And they, and they went bald. Totally like to the skin bald? Had, had the whole thing shaved off. Yes, it was wild. There was one girl, Amy, that we met at Huntley High School. She had long, gorgeous hair to the, you know, to the, the, the center of her back, if not a little bit right. longer. Her parents were there. She got a little choked up when we started talking to her to learn that she had just decided the night before that she needed to do this. Oh. Not wanted to, not I'm going to, that she needed to do this. So with tears in her eyes and her parents holding her hand, she was the first one to get shaved while we were there. And it was a magical moment to see somebody give so much of themselves selflessly like that at such an, a young age. It just gives me hope with humanity. 
it that brings tears to my eyes because I think I know there's so much pressure. I'm sure guys feel it too, but especially for girls to look a certain way or have your hair like this or that or whatever. I mean, your hair is part. Of, it's not part of your face, but it is. I mean, you look in the it's mirror part and of you your see identity. You know, it's part it of is. Your, your overall look. And this woman, she was stunning with no hair. Absolutely stunning. It was, it was right. amazing to, to witness. It's amazing, and I, I don't know if she graduated or not, but I think it's such a such a bold statement, and, and what uh, a moment of leadership in that young girl's life in that moment, and her not even thinking. I mean, she needed to do it for her own person and her own convictions, and I know, you know, a very good friend of mine went through breast cancer, and I told her, I said, hey, if you have to have chemo and shave your head, like, I'll do it with you, and then we both looked at each other and kind of laughed because neither of us wanted to do it, you right. know, but I would have done that with her so that she wasn't on her own with it. Um, and am I, yes, I'm glad she didn't have to go chemo just for the sake of not having chemo. I'm also glad we didn't have to shave our heads, but I, but I, I'm just being honest. Um, that's I know, my, it's, that's, it's okay. that's my Amy like Brado shallow moment of the day. Um, but I feel, I understand the conviction of that young girl and what an example she set. And then how many other girls may have decided right there. Right. A lot. You know, actually there was, there how, how many were there? I'm, uh, you know, there were hundreds. No, not of this girl. Oh, people yeah. that. Could, I mean, yeah. but there were hundreds of people. Yeah. And uh, it was. It, it's just amazing. And it's one of those uh, crowd. You know, people see other people doing it. You know, that right. crowd mentality. And there were a lot of people that got sucked up into it and just did it right there and didn't really think about it. It was cool. More boys than girls did that last minute dis- decision. Right. But it, it was. It was fascinating. Did I they was donate a little bit the afraid hair? that my hair wouldn't grow back. Yeah, you were. You were pretty scared. I was a little paranoid about that, but it sure did. This year, well, I have no fear. This is coming from the kid who was bald till she was six. Me, I don't know why. Okay. Oh. My, my mom would tape bows to my head. People would still tell me I looked like a boy. I didn't have any issues. I just have really thin hair. I still have really thin hair, um, and that's okay. It's just hair. There's you know, there's things you can do about that, but. I, I thought of that when you said that the girl stepped up and that she needed to do it. Like, my thought was that even when I told my girlfriend, like, hey, I'll do this for you. Like, will it come back? Will it always be right. short? But in this, at the same time, like, it's hair. Right. And I can put a hat on or I can, you know, we can all put a hat on or we can wear a wig or we can we can do something. But I just thought, well, gosh, with the, with those girls shaving their heads, you know, usually I think if you've got 10 or 11 inches, you can donate that. So I was just curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they did do that. There were several of them that they donated their hair as well. So That's awesome. Mine wasn't quite long enough, nor did anyone want it. But uh, but it wasn't green and full of onions. <laughs> it did not smell like onion, no. no. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. So now you record how many shows per week? Five. Five. We're on so Monday that's Friday, interesting, finding something uh, to talk about. 10 to about. 10.30 in the morning, and then they replay us from 8 to 8.30. So we, we just go in and, and bang out the whole week. So what, what's this week going to look like? We're going to talk about St. Baldrick's. We're going to talk about random things about people waxing their chins. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, the, let's see. We also talked about Chinese New Year that yeah, just happened. Yeah, Year of the Monkey. That was mm-hmm. today's Oh, it's show. Year of the Monkey. Yeah, and we found out that, that Sir William is a monkey, and that's not really necessarily a great thing. Well, There's a he's lot of hairy. things that he needs to do, that he needs to wear red, 
and he needs to wear white this and they, year. And they need, need to face southwest at a 262-degree angle. Maybe that's your problem. Can you face southwest, please? And then maybe that we wouldn't get that feedback. Oh, is that a little clear? See? But are you in the right corner? Now you need to figure out what the southwest corner of your office is so that he can sit get in there. He can honor his monkeyness. He can observe the year of the monkey. And what are you supposed to do? Wear right, white and red? Can we hashtag that? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? That was really long. His monkey. <laughs> Let's talk about hashtags for a second. I used to be a, a really big hater of the hashtag, and we've got about four minutes left. And I feel like it's just a random thing to talk about. I hate, hated, I think I'm starting to love hashtags. Because yeah. they're, they're random spewings of whatever I have on my mind. And then sometimes I feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm so creative. I'm totally making up this hashtag. And especially on Instagram, it'll pop up and they'll be like 100,000 100, other posts. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, my problem is I keep doing it wrong. So I Maybe. will say, like, monkeyness hashtag. hashtag. I put it at the end. And it doesn't work. Sir William doesn't really understand the Twitter or the social media very well, so I have yeah. to be the one to teach him that it's hashtag Chuck's Chicks. <laughs> we did That's a whole t- show about 80s shows not too long ago. We were talking about the greatest American hero. Do you remember that show? Uh, yeah, and I know the song, and I love it. And I wish yeah. I could sing it, but I, I can't. Me too. Be good. Let's hear Amy Bredo sing to us. <laughs> no. I'd be like, believe <laughs> no. it or not, uh, I'm, I'm walking on air. Charlie's Angels, and he comes up with the hashtag Chuck's Chicks. Now, that one was not found on the Twitter, and it That's didn't catch on. He's like, I'm going to make this trend. It didn't happen. But, you know, it's good to have a dream, Sir William. I it feel is, because we're famous in our own minds, we can make it happen. So if, if the three of us are hashtagging Chuck's Chicks all the time, there's going to be at least nine of those per day. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so this is, this is a perfect example of people helping people, getting on the bandwagon of starting up the new hashtag. Chuck's Chicks is going to be something, and you dreamed it up. Good job, guys. Thank you. Let me ask you, you a question. Can I ask you a question, Amy? I would love it. Okay, so one of our shows that's coming up later this week is called Boo in the Mood, and it's to get people prepared for Valentine's Day. Does that mean anything to you, that, that term, boo in the mood? Well, I have been married for 21 years, so no, because my life is nothing but hearts and candy and romance and flower petals. What are you talking about? Here's the thing. <laughs> Sir William had never heard the term, quote, boo. Like you're I didn't know what boo in the mood was. He had no idea what I was talking about. So in the last two minutes, I'd like to know if you meant, like, boo in the mood, or if you meant, hey, boo, I'm in the mood. Hey, hey, boo. Hey, boo. <laughs> Please don't get on hey, the whole, boo. you're my mood. bae. Yeah, I didn't, like, boo. It was, this is a new concept to me. I'm, I'm, a, slow, I'm a slow learner. Apparently. You are, but we love you. It's fine. Yeah. I think the problem with it is that we're all over 40. <laughs> well, that very well could be. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I love it. I love being in my 40s. I, I love Valentine's Day, kind of. Actually, my husband and I are going to go away this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. I'll probably still be asleep by 830. Um, I, I, I can't guarantee there's going to be any, like, fancy dancing or anything like that. But I will do my best to 
get all things on video. Well, not all things. Not all things on video. Oh, on, okay. On Valentine's weekend. And thank God we only have one minute left because that could go into a whole dangerous tangent. <laughs> but um, I would love to be a, maybe a caller on this Valentine's show, Boo in the Mood. And anybody who is listening, please, please do yourself a favor. This is going to change your life for the better to listen to two dudes and the duchess.com. And that's the number two dudes and the, spelled out, duchess.com. If you are out of the Chicagoland area, you can hear it on iTunes and podbean.com and huntleyradio.com, did you say? Yes. All right. So please follow them on the Twitter, the Facebook. Do you have an Instagram? We do have the the Instagram. It's the number two dudes, one duchess. We even have the Pinterest. We got it all. We got it oh all. my gosh. So anybody who knows anything about social media, hashtagging, and boo on Valentine's Day, make sure you tune in. I uh, thank you two so much for being with me today. I, I love you guys. You're great. Thank and you. I we love you. so forward to talking to you again. You've been listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. And until next week, take it easy. Thank you for tuning in to Raising the Bar. Please listen for another edition with your host, Amy Bredo, next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, get out there and keep raising the bar. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.